Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. Day after election day here in this country, and Justin Trudeau is still prime minister. Uh, things are we, this is the kind of cluster we're in uh, store for here. If you were watching last night, as it became obvious what the results of the election were going to be, um, there were some concession speeches. Uh, uh, Jagmeet Singh started talking about uh, how he concedes the election, and then. Uh, Sheer interrupted him, and then, of course, Trudeau came in there. Like, it really, it was, it just was a mess. These are the priorities of people that New Democrats will put at the heart of the conversations that we're going to, we're going to have. In the Here's Singh, but wait. We're just going to break away for a quick sec to show you uh, Andrew Sheer there near his bus. All right, let's listen into Conservative leader Thank Andrew Scheer. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you very much for that very warm welcome. It is always so great to be back in Saskatchewan. And to everybody across the country who joined our Conservative team over the last 40 days, whether but you wait. knocked on doors, put it in the middle signs, of sheer speech, here comes Thank the new Prime Minister. Merci Montréal. Thank you, Montreal. What an unbelievable night. Well, we're all mystified here because Justin Trudeau has walked up on the stage and begun to speak at the same time as Andrew Scheer, leaving all of us wondering who we should listen to. And we've decided, simply because Justin Trudeau won 155 seats, so more than the Conservatives, we're going to listen to him. But really, this is uh, unprecedented, and, and I can tell you everyone in this studio is shocked. But let's listen to Justin Trudeau. Oh. I have heard you, my friend. Yeah, let's not listen to Justin Trudeau. <laughs> he sounds quite hoarse. He sounds like he's had a rough week. Well, he's been busy for I the know, past I'm, few weeks. Yeah, he sounds sicker than me. Uh, Donna Friesen there in the global newsroom saying that this is unprecedented. Uh, do you think that Trudeau purposely cut Sheer off, Dev? Uh, you know what? Normally I would say no, but just the way this election went, I would say he's probably just, you know, just giving a little... Uh, a little, little jab. A little jab. So I, I think he probably... I mean, they know when Shear is speaking, and previously, you wait for the previous... The, like It goes in order of who got the least amount of seats. So And then whoever won the most goes last, and so you wait for the previous leader to finish, then you come out and speak, and obviously that was not happening for anyone last night. What does this minority government mean? It means that the uh, Liberals have a couple options here. They can form a coalition government with either the NDP or the Bloc. They can decide to go on a case-by-case basis for issues, and which is a bit riskier, but is what I think they're going to do here to start anyway, because you have issues like, say, Trans Mountain Pipeline, which they want to get through, but the Greens and the NDP do not. The Conservatives do. So you could see the Conservatives and the Liberals working together to get that through, and the Liberals working with other parties to get other pieces of legislation through. But they also need support for the throne speech that outlines what their plan for the future is. And so what becomes very important is the election of the Speaker of the House. This all, it's, people's eyes glaze over with it, but it's super important because the Speaker of the House 
becomes essentially nonpartisan during uh, the parliament. And they only vote if there's a tie. Mm-hmm. But what happens is, so if you're the Liberals, you have 157 seats. If you're the Conservatives, you have 121. NDP with 24. You essentially lose a vote because that person becomes nonpartisan Speaker of the House. So the Liberals, who are clinging to as many seats as they want, will not want another Liberal to be Speaker like last time around. So which party puts someone forward to be Speaker of the House knowing they're going to lose a vote in a very important parliament? And is there a chance that Justin Trudeau won't be Prime Minister for long, that we may be going back to the polls again soon? So it is possible that, you know, the the throne speech say this could happen, like we could be in another election in a month because you have a situation where they have the throne speech, and if all the other parties vote against the throne speech, then they lose the confidence of the parliament, and we go back to the polls. The problem with that is we just went through a 40-day campaign where a lot of Canadians were like, you know what, meh. I'm not too happy Mm -hmm. with any of you. And so if you force us to go to the polls again, it's happened in the past, it's, it's happened where the party that won a minority all of a sudden gets a majority because people are fed up and they say, you know what, We're just going to go with you guys because we want a majority. We don't want to keep doing this over and over again. So if you are going to force an election, if you're the conservatives or the NDP, it has to be for a reason. So if you're the conservatives, you say, listen, here's the liberals and NDP teaming up for spending that is just untenable. We need to go to the polls again. Or if you're the liberals, you could say, we need to go to the polls again because the conservatives and NDP are holding us back. Here is why. So there has to be a concrete reason to go to the polls again, not just because you lost or you're not getting your way. There has to be a real reason. And it would be all the same candidates again. I mean, be, they could make some last-minute changes, but be, because we just had one, it would be basically all the same people. I think it would be sharing Trudeau all and saying All the same leaders. All over again. Some of the local candidates might change, but most likely it'd be the same people everywhere doing it all over again. After the 2015 election, when Justin Trudeau looked unstoppable, when all the pundits and experts said it was the beginning of another Trudeau dynasty, that he would have eight or even 12 years in power. But tonight... Conservatives have put Justin Trudeau on notice. And Mr. Trudeau, when your government falls, conservatives will be ready and we will win. Yeah, we'll win next time because we lost this time. (laughs) We lost. Yay! (laughs) But they did win the popular vote, right? They won the popular vote. uh, vote. It was uh, by a slim margin, but all like uh, liberals got about 33, conservatives around 34%. So, I mean, they won the popular vote. There's no denying that. Um, would it be better to switch over to a system where whoever wins the popular vote is the prime minister of this country? I mean, I think... How much no. time do you have? No, no. I, short answer is <laughs> we're, no. We're just kidding. I mean, a number of uh, conservative supporters are text messaging us this morning saying, hey, you guys need to mention that they won the popular vote. Uh, you know, really, they should be in power and not the liberals. That's, I mean... it. Sometimes you you saw this like in the in the American election in 2016. You have these urban centers where you just have a large cluster of voters. Yeah. So what that really creates is a extended urban rural divide where people in rural areas get possibly left behind because you have Toronto, you have Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Vancouver, all these places where you have like thousands and thousands and sometimes millions of people. They become the deciding factor, and so it's not necessarily better for the entire country. country. Also, be careful what you wish for, because this time it was the conservatives. 
Next time it may not be. I mean, the Democrats, you know, whine in the Ameri- in the United States about how Hillary Clinton got the most votes nationally, but who cares? Like, that's New York, that's L.A. for you, that's not, you know, Madison, Wisconsin, that's not some of those other places where those votes are just as equal as people who live in those large urban centers. Dev, thank you so much. Glad you were here last night down in the uh, 980 CFPL newsroom. Big kudos to all the newsroom staff working hard right through the night with the election results rolling in. Cole and breaking, there's the pass. He tried to drag, move around, attack by Dean. Oh, David Nolan! How do you like me now? Yeah, we thought we'd get our buddy Dave Boland on the phone. Good morning, Dave. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, man. Uh, you had one heck of a weekend, huh? I did, I did. It went well. It was fun. Chicago Blackhawks invited you back for one last shift. Uh, it was Saturday night's game, correct? Yeah, it was. It was. No, Friday night. Sorry, Friday night's game. Friday night's game. Yep. And you got to go out there and you got to skate with the team one more time. What did that feel like? It was Sorry, excuse me. It was great. It was fun uh, to get back out there. I know it's been a long time since I've been out, been back out there and been on the ice and uh, to be in front of a big crowd. The the nerves were kind of uh, rocking. Uh, I just didn't want to fall and make a fool of myself and be on the blo- be all be all over the bloopers. But uh, it was fun, and and they, the Blackhawks were great, and they did a great job, and uh, it was fun. Uh, you had an unfortunate end to your career. Uh, you were injured, and you weren't able to play as long as you would have liked to to play. So it must have meant a lot for the team that you won two Stanley Cups with to say, hey, come on back and uh, and sit on the bench, have a skate, and retire, if not officially. At least I'm sure you're retiring in your heart as a Chicago Blackhawk now. No, yeah, it will be, and uh, I'm hoping to uh, move back there and, and hopefully uh, work for the Hawks. Uh, that's one thing I'd love to do: uh, stay busy and to uh, to work. And, and the last three years, I've been on long-term IR, so my golf game uh, has been great. My handicap's gone down, but uh, I'd like to get back to work and and get back to Chicago and, and and do some do some good things back there. What would you like to do with the organization? Scouting, or what's uh, what's in your heart? Uh, I'm up for anything. I just want to work. I just want to stay busy. Um, the last few years, I've I've been free to do anything. So uh, I've I lived in Florida. I got to relax by the pool, the sun, and try and work in my tan and my golf game. But uh, dude, that sounds pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I mean, do you really? Do you want to come do the morning show at FM ninety six? And Jim and I will go sit by your pool in Florida. <laughs> we both desperately <laughs> need a tan. Yeah, I just don't know if I could talk that much. <laughs> but it's it's true though. I mean, you got lots of money. You uh, you retired at a very young age. How long before it it gets old? The doing nothing gets old. Like you, how long have you been just aching to get back out there and, and do something? Yeah, I've been for the last about three and a half years. I've I've been semi retired, uh, long term IR, and um, it does get old. It's it's the same old thing. You wake up, you you look for things to do, and you, you try to stay busy, keep your mind busy. Nowadays, now that I'm I'm back here in Florida. Sorry, I'm not not in Florida anymore. My visa's done and everything's done there. So I'm living back in London right now. So it's great. I, I get to go to the to the to the Budweiser and hang out with the the Knights guys every morning. And sometimes I go on the ice and help the help the guys out. And 
and it's great. It, it keeps you busy, and the kids kids at that age want to learn, and, and they want to stay busy too. We should talk to Dale and Mark and see if they'll give you one last uh, one last shift as a London Knight. Is that, <laughs> there we go. Is that against the rules? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Who's the old man out there? Think how old you'd look next to those young kids now, Dave. I know, right? I I, I always keep. I, I'm always remembered as like, oh, you're young, you're young. Now it's now it's. I'm getting old. I'm getting old. So it's really hit me. Well, you don't look that much like the banner that's hanging in Budweiser Gardens anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that, that little punk kid. <laughs> I know, right? They had to they had to go through a few pictures. To, they had to send me a few of them. They're like, do you want this one? I was like, no, I don't want that one. No, I don't want that one. Make sure it's a good one. So hold on, that's the picture you picked. <laughs> <laughs> that was the be- that was the best one they could find. <laughs> what do you love about Chicago? If anyone from London is ever going to head down to Chicago, what are some of the the places they need to visit? What do they need to see? Oh, it's great there. Uh, well, the United Center is probably the, one of the best places. You go there for a game. I just took uh, a whole crew from here. I just took Cam Law, Ryan Finch, Stockies. Uh, Everybody, I just everybody wanted to go down from here, and, and we we made our way down there. And once they got there, they uh, they uh, they were ecstatic, and they were like, "Holy, what a what a place to be!" But uh, you got to go to you got to go to the game, uh, the Wiener Circle. If you haven't heard of the Wiener Circle, uh, it's 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 you got to look it up online. It's a it's a place where you go. You, it's I don't know if I out. do want to look it up online. <laughs> is this, yeah, is this, are we going to get guys, fired if we look sure. up the Wiener Circle? You got to look up the Wiener Circle. So you, so you, so you go in there and you, and you ask for a hot dog, but it's pretty vulgar and you yell at each other and you have a good time. You normally go there at like one or two a.m. <laughs> okay, so it's it's like a, a hot dog restaurant. Correct. It is. It is. Okay. What about the deep d- deep dish uh, Chicago style pizza? Are you into that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta go. You can only have a few bites, though. You can't have a big one. You'll be you'll be clogged up for weeks. But, uh, <laughs> you gotta go to you, you gotta go to like Luminati's. Luminati's has a uh, has a great deep dish. They they're they're known for uh, their deep dish pizza, but they get they get filling. So, what was going through your mind uh, when you were going out there? You looked very emotional during your your last skate around the ice. There, what were you thinking when you're looking up into the stands? Yeah, just hearing the fans and seeing who's out there, and, and just reminiscing about the old times of uh, skating out there and, and, and going out there. Um, those are the some of the things that come in the back of your head, and trying to keep the uh, the emotions tight and. Didn't want to start bawling out there, but uh, it it was it was one of those emotional things when you when you go back out there and you hear the fans yelling and screaming and you see the video and you see everything going on. It's uh, it's it's a really touching moment, and to have the Blackhawks do that for me was was really grateful. Stanley Cup winning goal scorer Dave Boland. I'm glad you got to uh, have a little bit of closure there with the Chicago Blackhawks on the weekend. And we wish you continued success. You want to go back to Chicago, but we're happy to have you here in London as long as you want to stay, man. Thanks for coming uh, on the show this morning. Thanks, guys. Hey, whenever you need me, let me know. I'm always up early. You got it. And apparently you're looking for stuff to do. <laughs> That's right. I'm fine. I'm looking for stuff. Does C-3PO die in the new Star Wars movie? What? This is the speculation online now because they dropped the new trailer yesterday. The final trailer before the movie comes out in December for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. And this is the moment in the trailer that has Star Wars fans a little concerned. What, uh, what are you doing there, C-3PO? 
taking one last look, sir, at my friends. Uh-oh. Does that mean he's going to die or everybody's going to die? Everybody else is going to die? I would prefer everybody else die. I gotta- looking around this room here. I can't even remember these characters' names. They're all the new characters. Ray, Ray's yeah, in there. Ray. What's the Asian girl's name again? Uh, Rose. Rose, yeah. They can all go. Let's keep C-3PO and R2-D2 and Chewbacca. They're the only ones with any emotional weight left. The OGs. But they are killing off everybody. Luke Skywalker went in the last movie in a super lame way. Yeah. Made himself disappear for no reason. It's like, dude, you didn't have to do that. Yeah, he like he did a little trick. It like messed with uh, the bad guys, and then for some reason was like, and I'm out. See you later. I'm gonna turn into a robe. <laughs> <laughs> or did he die, Taz? Well, his voice is in the new trailer, and so is the Emperor's. Hmm. Like they're not hiding that fact. Does anyone ever really die in these movies? I I don't know. Uh, Carrie Fisher, obviously things can't end well for, for Princess Leia because we did lose Carrie Fisher. She's featured in the trailer, so they will be uh, continuing the Princess Leia storyline somehow. Uh, digital effects, I'm sure, will be involved for that. Lando Calrissian, Billy D. Williams, is back. Mm. Are they going to kill him too? I mean, uh, Han Solo's dead. They're just bringing all of the the older actors back and killing them off. It seems. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of these new ones, Taz. I got to be honest. That's the only way they can get some emotional weight is by killing the established characters. There was parts of the last movie I did really enjoy. What However, oh, I like that. I like that red red and white planet. I thought some of the visuals were really cool. Uh huh. The original Star Wars movies are the best. It just makes me wonder if these were standalone movies, would anybody care? The visuals in this trailer look incredible, too. I mean, there's this planet with giant waves crashing against an old spaceship or something. Looks looks so good. Uh, like an iceberg planet. Looks amazing. J.J. Abrams is back. So uh, this, could be, this could be a good movie. We don't... I, I'm gonna see it. As, I, I, I'm as much excited. As, as much as we poop on it, yeah. And every Star Wars original Star Wars fan poops on it. You're all gonna be in line to watch the movie, so don't uh, don't be too high and mighty. At this point, it's like they want it to be bad because it's more fun to make fun of it than to enjoy it. Well, we're pot committed. We've spent enough of our time and money on on Star Wars in our lifetimes. Taking one last look, sir. At my friends. Rise of Skywalker. The new trailer is online now. The movie hits theaters December the 20th. Hey, Biden, you know, interesting stuff happens in the country, too, Some, sometimes. So I guess it's time for the rural report. Rural? Rural report. Rural report. There we go, bud. Yes, we've got the pride of Mitchell, Ontario, Jim Kelly. Here on the show, so why not utilize him to the best of his ability and get him to tell us what is going on in some of the small towns in our listening area? Yeah, bud, got a good one here. This one's a little further away than we usually go, but uh, I just love this story. This is from Tweed, Ontario. Not okay. to be confused with the weed company, uh, but this guy may be high. This town <laughs> is by Belleville. And you ever you ever drive down like a country road and there's a, a house on the back of a trailer and they're like moving it to another foundation or yes. whatever? 
Well, that usually, always amazes me, man. It's how they quite can an do operation. That. You got usually you got to like call the police. You got to get the hydro wires disconnected. It's a quite an operation. But this fifty-year-old guy in Tweed said, "I don't want any of that bureaucratic nonsense." He decided to grab his tractor, grab a flatbed trailer, and try to do it at ten thirty a.m. on a Sunday. Well, wouldn't you know it? The home is being dragged on the side of a road. Several mailboxes get knocked off the post. <laughs> just ripping everything out. Hydro lines down in the oh, area. Yeah. This guy was driving with a suspended license. Oh boy! And uh, like, talk he, about a heat scar. Took out, took out all the power in the area. Just a, just a. Just a trail of carnage in his wake, basically. <laughs> he is charged with over seven charges here. Mischief over 5,000. Operating a motor vehicle while prohibited because he didn't have his license. Driving with an overwide load. <laughs> failing to report an accident. Failing to remain at the scene. Failing to produce a permit. Failing to remain at the scene, so he fled the scene in his tractor or with the, still dragging the house? Still dragging the house. That would be a, a pretty easy suspect to track down. Yeah, it doesn't take Sherlock Holmes to pick up the trail on that one, does it? And speaking <laughs> of more bureaucratic nonsense, this is kind of this is the kind of government nonsense that rattles me here, Taz. North Huron Council, which represents like Wingham and other areas around that or other towns around that area, they say, uh, sorry guys, doesn't look like we'll be able to clear any sidewalks this year when the snow comes. Usually costs them about 20000 a year, but they blew that budget on three TVs for council members. $20,000 on three TVs, Taz. How is that possible? Yeah, go to Costco, man. Yeah, you could buy three TVs for three grand, and they'd be huge and massive and would do whatever job three you grand think a, a council piece, member. you really nice TVs. What, like, you couldn't even buy three ATVs. <laughs> and bust that budget. It doesn't make any sense. How big are these TVs? And, and so what, like, now, now none of these sidewalks are going to be plowed. Everyone has to shovel for, for themselves? Well, I don't know. All this mismanagement begs the question, if the sidewalks in Wingham don't get cleared, how are all the pregnant teens going to stroll their kids to the bar? <laughs> Thank you, Jim. There is your rural report. That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.